0: Hello and welcome back to Self Care Month on Homeschool Together, where we Yay. are t- we are talking about what you, as the homeschool parents, can do to improve yourself and your homeschool because you are just as big of a piece of the pie as your children, even though they eat all the pie and don't leave you any pie.
1: <laughs> you talk like you speak from experience.
0: Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> no. But we're gonna we're picking back in off of what we talked about last week, which was kind of our health journey. Ariel and I made a long health journey last year, um, and it's always the. You know the funny thing I always talk about is how scary it looks like going into the future. Oh, that's mm-hmm. such a long time from now. Oh, right. I have to put all this work in, and
1: we like lost, lost like a combined what it was like a hundred and like a hundred ninety ish pounds right around there. Yeah, if you total up from the last three, I don't know years from your me, yeah. your weight loss journey is so much longer. It's a little mine, bit longer, but yeah. we really did most of it. I did all of it in this last year, and you did a good chunk of it. So exactly, we're and we're pretty high up there, and it does. You're right. It sounds like. I, Impossible when yeah. you talk about it. But you know the funniest thing is, is like
0: this. I was telling a friend this this week. Um, you know, if this time next year, you could be a completely different person. And right. It's so true. I mean,
1: I lost eighty eight pounds in like a calendar year, thirteen months yeah. essentially, um, which is kind of crazy. And you know, to uh, I could never have predicted that I would be where I'm at now. And yeah, right. And kind of more, and I'm still losing a little bit, but more in maintenance and kind of and really. I'm still enjoying, I'm not working out like crazy, I'm not eating yeah. foods I don't like. And so we talked a lot about that journey last week. Today, we want to talk about the food because we yeah. it's a whole topic in and of itself. And we wanted to get into it, but you're right. It's, it's, it's like I could never have foreseen where I'd be and to talk to other people, it looks impossible. Well, especially how
0: long we
1: fought it and then you make one big change and that's the change we're going to be talking about
0: today. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you see the change. 38 that, years, man. Or 39 yeah, years, I thought. Yeah, you you <laughs> see the change you've been hoping for for the last 20 years. It's, it's amazing. So, we'll, we'll start off with the <laughs> disclaimer. Obviously, talk to your doctor and, and make sure you guys do what's right for you guys, and talk to your doctor and clear anything you guys do through them.
1: Right. And everybody's body is totally exactly. different. Exactly. And everybody we're has just, different health issues. We're just going to talk about. about what we did because people always ask us. And yes. we wanted to go into it and talk to you a little bit about what, how, you know, this kind of some simple changes we've made in our family yeah. regarding food and what a huge impact they've had for us and i always i think that there is a there is a misconception. and We talked about this last week about mm-hmm. working out. That if you're going to lose weight, you need to. It's like the biggest loser thing, where you have to like work out four hours a day. And uh, if you're going to lose like major weight, like like you know, I've lost almost 100 pounds, right? Um, to talk about that, it's like, oh, you have to work out four hours a day. And I think the same misconception is about food that mm-hmm. you must eat salads and dry chicken breasts. Yeah. Um. And quinoa. I hate quinoa. quinoa. So um.
0: All the quinoa fans are already upset at you. I know, right? You just heard like them all turn like the I off. eat
1: kale salads all the time. You know, no. So, so um, I think that that's that those two things are are a, a bit of a myth, and mm-hmm. they prevent us from, you know, really exploring what we could do with workout working out. We talked about yeah, that right. last week, and what we can do with food, which is why we wanted to go into it this week.
0: So the the the, the overarching mm-hmm. line that I think Arrow and I have adopted mm-hmm. is the idea you can't outrun your fork, which kind of right. goes into that. So. That, the calories that you're taking in by, via eating for us was the, the change. And, and that was right. the change. You, you
1: can't just work it all off. You yeah. can't just be like, I'm going to eat whatever and, and drink whatever and not care about it. And then yep. uh, I'm, I'm just I'm going to do a workout every day. It's going to be well, great. And,
0: and I lived that it for so work. long with my, you know, playing athletics and working out and lifting and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, I kind of, as I said last week, I kind of knew the food mm-hmm. was the problem. I just never really wanted to acknowledge it. And then once you make that change, all of a sudden everything falls apart. Yeah, you don't want to like
1: limit yourself and you don't want to be like, I can't have that donut. Yeah exactly disclaimer i had a donut yesterday <laughs> actually, i actually had a donut in half and that's okay
0: yeah and an oreo today
1: i had an um, oreo today. So, it was two let's so, not talk about it
0: so so going into it we'll, we'll start with the idea of the fitbit so we mm. use the fitbit um both the pedometer and kind of uh behavior lifestyle tracking uh tools so but th- that kind of the
1: fitbit to us has been like essential equipment now yeah. uh i have a charge five matt has the inspire 2. inspire two which is the cheapest one so i have like one of the more expensive ones that short of it being a smartwatch and you have the cheapest one they basically have accomplished the exact same purpose so whichever one you get we'll link to the ones we have so you can see Um, but 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 they both work the same but the
0: key is is that the fitbit integrates with what's most important for us is the fitbit app yeah and the the synergy of the two of those together with the Mm -hmm. idea that we were going to be doing a calories Mm -hmm. in calories out seco as as the acronym you may have heard that is the methodology that we applied, and and what we did, and we use the Fitbit app, and you know, along with our with our with our wristbands, is a way to track both our activity, where it uses um, heart rate mm-hmm. and steps as a prox a proxy for you know estimating calorie burn, mm-hmm. and then the app as a way to input your calorie intake, and with some you know backend calculations that they're doing in the app based on settings that you've had on how fast you would like to lose weight or what would be your goals for whatever you're trying to accomplish, the app then presents you your status whether it's for the day or for the week or, or whatnot
1: right and 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 this is i think really important because well, there, there I are mean, there were these two pieces that were just so important you, for us you, yeah and you need them together and, and part of the thing is uh i've used other calorie counting things before yeah. and i actually we were talking i was talking with a friend last year and she was saying oh yeah well the daily calories that i can have is this and um it was like hundreds like 500 calories more a day than i should have and we were kind of the same size mm-hmm. and i was like really well i'm just curious like why is why did you come how did you come up with that number well a lot of other calorie counting type apps and things ask you to estimate your level of activity mm-hmm. are you a sedentary person are you lightly active three times a week or whatever what we what i found was that those were wholly inaccurate yeah. You estimating how much activity you think you get is not really sufficient. If yeah. you're gonna be really serious about this, you have to find some way to accurate to, you know, semi-accurately calculate how many calories you're burning. Because if you yeah. don't, you're guessing um it's gonna be totally off and if you make a guess like oh i'm a fairly you know i'm a lightly active person but you have a a string of sedentary days and you're still eating like you were being active then that's not that's not great either so in the morning the fitbit app is going to give you your morning calories um it's going to give you what it estimates for the day kind of based on what you've done most days and you you can watch it all day and it'll say you know in the morning mine says something like 1100 calories that's if you
0: just sat in bed all day, assuming
1: low. I was sick, right? Yeah. I was in bed. I could have like, or maybe it's a thousand. I, I didn't move at all for the day. I know, based on my own self and getting my my magical seven thousand steps a day or more, that I can eat about fourteen to fifteen hundred calories. So what it does is
0: it dynamically adjusts your calorie right. intake through the based, day based on your settings on what you'd like to lose and and also taking into mm. account your activity. So as your activity goes up, like if you do a workout. Or you go for a run, or you go for a nice walk with your family. You are having activity. You can either log that as an exercise, or the app will dynamically um, um, sense that you have done some activity, and based on some settings, it can say, "Oh, you were walking. I'm going to log because this as an exercise for you." And by doing that, it actually calculates the calorie burn. You know mm-hmm. w- what that activity was, and it will m- measure your heart rate along the way, and then say, "Okay, well, your heart rate got up to." 105 on average across this 15 minute walk therefore you know based on your height weight calculations your age your activity level you burned about 300 calories right. and it goes ahead and calculates that into your daily rolling tally and then you can adjust based on on your activity level how mm-hmm. much you consume for the day
1: right yeah and and you know if you've had a day where you've consumed yeah. a lot you can go out and you do a few extra an extra walk or a yeah. little bit of extra workout and you can those, kind of like the, that's, you know, those recover. are not always
0: you'll, you can read articles online where those are not always like your activity Level gives you an extra few calories. Right. That they're not always one to one, so you always do want to try to underestimate that a little bit and be careful about that because right. each and every single person's different. Each and every person's, you know, metabolic activity mm-hmm. and and you know how they handle exercise and how their body responds to that is different. And right. so there's always some some error in there, and that's something that we always um, keep that in our form in, in the front of our mind to say like. Never really run up to that number. We always try to stay a little low for a couple of reasons. The activity level may not be calculated correctly, and you always want to err on the underside. And then on top of that, your calorie input, which is what we're going to talk about into the tracker, you probably want to err a little bit lower. So at the end of the day, you have consumed a certain amount of calories the app has told you you can consume certain amount of calories and you want to make sure you're slightly under that.
1: Right. This is a this is a really key point. And I want to stop here and yeah. make this like super, super clear because I have counted calories in the past. Yep. And I have done Weight Watchers. And my mentality always was I get X amount of calories or I get X amount of points. Yeah. I am gonna eat them all. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That was always the mentality that I had. Mm-hmm. And by having that, um, I was always kind of running up against that limit. And then what you have is you get into error. Yeah. You get into those, those margins the margins of zone, error. The gray zone. Right. Yeah. And one of the things about this and, and the reason that I've never counted calories for very long. Maybe I've done it for a month or a month and a half. I, I've now done it for like 15 months. Um, And the reason that this has been sustainable is because I'm running at a 500 calorie deficit per day. Yeah. And in the app, it tells you if you're right at around that, um, if you're 500 or... A greater calorie deficit it will say you're in the zone quote-unquote it's green if you're even more below that which i think is like an extra hundred calories or something it'll say you're below zones so every day when i go to bed i want to be below zones mm-hmm. and that tells me that um i should even with the error of of my imperfect you know counting of food and my imperfect exercise metric stuff with mm-hmm. the fitbit app that I am still under. Yeah. That's my goal. And and I think that the. the and the app
0: dynamic automatically, automatically uh, includes the deficit that you've set. So you don't exactly. have to do any math. You, there's no math. You're it just, tells you what you can you're have. You're just following the number. And right. every time you put something in, you're following that number. But also know that, you know, like for example, a lot of times we'll preload our, our calories for the day. Um, because it keeps us honest. It, it sometimes
1: we'll know like this is what yeah. we're going to have and, and so you go ahead and preload it you in can try to you can plan a little bit yeah, better you can
0: be way over and you know that through your daily activity just by you existing um those calorie numbers will slowly increase mm-hmm. and if you know okay on a daily basis i know i'm allotted for for my size and my weight i'm like 29 2800 if i'm typically shooting for like 2,500. That's right. kind of what I'm always shooting for. So in the morning, I can preload that up. I'll be way over my calorie intake based on the morning. But I know by the end of the day, I'll have done my workout. I'll have gone through my 10,000 steps. Like today, I have 17,000 steps. And you know by the end of the day, I'll have a lot of extra right. calories. Right? It does all that calculations for you. And it includes the deficit that you have selected.
1: Now, this big deficit and running a little bit uh, under. giving it a little bit underwriting, running that below zone. So you're not right up against the limit. What this does for you, not only does it mean that you'll be in deficit, right? And, and give you some good guarantee of that despite the errors. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I don't have to count my calories so precisely. Yeah. And I think that that is the biggest part of calorie counting that Uh, I always got wrong, and I think a lot of people get wrong, Mm -hmm. is they are counting all the minutiae. So let's say, I'm going to give an example here. Um, I make a jambalaya. I got a recipe online. It said it was about like 430 calories a serving. I know that I have a little bit extra sausage in there. I know that I did a little bit more chicken, you know, whatever. I'll just, I'll type in jambalaya into the Fitbit app, and I'll pick one that's in the high 400s. Because I know I added certain, a few yeah. little extra things, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to count everything I put into the jambalaya, right? No, I go out to a restaurant. You
0: could, though. And you, we've we've done this you, with your chili, right? You
1: certainly could. If yeah. you make something all the time, yeah. you can make a custom food and Fitbit into it. But if I'm out, let's say I'm having a gyro. I love a good gyro, Right. What I do is I search in the app, I find a gyro, I find one that's kind of a medium uh, level of calories, and I go with it. I don't try to say, I had a pita. I think I had six ounces of meat. <laughs> I know I had probably, ooh, I think that's three tablespoons of tzatziki yeah. sauce. I don't do that because that is that obsessive level of calorie counting that you can't keep going. Yeah. So when, I, when I'm eating out or when I'm having something that I made that uh, I put a lot of different ingredients in, I pick something close, and hmm. I know that because I'm going below zones, and I have a 500 calorie deficit of what it says my activity was for the day. Even if I were off by a hundred calories yeah. on my whole day, it would be okay. Yeah. And and this and this not obsessing about the small stuff has been incredibly impactful. And I know I've talked to lots of friends that have ca- counted calories in the past too, and this has also been their problem with yeah. why they can't sustain it It's because it just gets, it's like obsessive well, at some point. Super, you know? It's super
0: hard when you're eating out a lot. Like totally. I go to this local Chinese place for food and stuff, and, and there's no way I can know exactly what's in their thing. How much is the orange chicken? I don't Yeah, know. And so what I do is I just use Panda Express as my proxy. I said, okay, mm-hmm. it's about the same amount for like a two-entree plate mm-hmm. with... You know, two cups of cooked rice, boom. I just use that as my number and exactly. I go with it. And I don't worry about it because I'm not eating out all the time. And that might be just one day. And again, right?
1: if you were off by a little bit, it's, in it's the grand fine. scheme, it's not going to matter because you've got a good deficit yeah. going on. And I think that that's just and, really
0: important. And not just that, but I don't eat out every single day. And that's like a special scenario. Most of the time we're eating at home and there are most of those times we right. can weigh and measure our food. But so let's get into like the Fitbit and kind of the calorie counting do's and don'ts. So- right. The first thing with do's is that you need to log your food every day consistently. That's, I think, the Mm -hmm. biggest thing. You You gotta get into that habit. Yeah, for us, we we, we are logging it. We are, um, after every single meal, sometimes like while I'm making the meal, because a lot of times, like for example, today we had um, a pasta, some shrimp, Alfredo, um, and what I was doing is as I was assembling the bowl, I would then weigh the cooked pasta. And I'm doing this on a scale. So I'm, I'm parsing out the cooked pasta. So I go, okay, that's, you know, four ounces of cooked pasta, two ounces of Alfredo, six ounces of shrimp, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it might be. And I'm keeping that in my mind or I've got my food, my my phone out and I'm immediately entering that stuff into my mm-hmm. um into my you know app right there and it's calculating those calories and the food
1: scale is really helpful oh my God, it's early so, on yeah. i i really recommend it when you're when you're new at it and you're not really sure like you can't just look at a piece of meat and go oh yeah that's about five and ounces you're always gonna be wrong you're gonna be wrong at first so definitely get a good scale i don't weigh absolutely everything I and still, i know you I don't but s- sometimes I, you need to because you're just not sure
0: for me the biggest thing that i weigh more than anything is the protein
1: right because you really want to know the protein. because
0: i'm trying to i'm trying to hit some fitness goals and i need the i need the I, I need to know that i'm getting enough uh, grams of protein every day and so for right. me weighing my protein is something i do and because we talked about it last week every single meal that we make um is always protein centered mm-hmm. so what is my protein And then what am i putting around it right right and my goal for the day you know my goal for every day is like whatever it is like 0.6 0.7 grams of protein per pound pound of body weight i'm not doing the you know the weightlifting guys who are doing the power lifters or bodybuilders who do like one gram a day but i'm shooting for a little bit under that but for me i've got to hit those protein numbers every Mm -hmm. single day you know i'm thinking about what i'm having for the day and then what what gets wrapped around that meal right. and i don't really weigh the stuff that goes around it except mm-hmm. if it is a calorie dense food like rice or you know yeah. if you're doing lentils or pasta or bread or anything of that like that where there's a calorie dense component I always try to weigh that because people
1: do not nuts are such a black hole. You black don't hole. think that there's a lot, a but they're handful. so dense. Uh, yeah, it's
0: such it's such an amazing thing. So that,
1: I mean they're great, but you know you gotta be real careful. With so those.
0: so so the key first one is to log your food every single day and be consistent. Um, consistent in how you weigh your foods, consistent in how you log your foods, don't forget understand what is going in i think is the most important thing so you stay on top of it all the time and yeah. you're not like at the end of the day going oh what did i have oh yeah i had that snack and
1: yeah you do need to log regularly through the day you definitely yeah. can't wait till the end and try to like do your time card at the end of the day go i don't no, know what i did you all can't day do that. but here's what i would say about the the um uh, the the weighing and stuff if that's too intense for you and that prevents you from logging don't let it hinder you sure you know, if you feel like, oh my gosh, this is too obsessive. I'm weighing everything. I don't weigh everything for every meal. Not
0: every single thing you have to weigh.
1: I, I don't weigh everything. Yeah. And in fact, I, I, I don't weigh most of the time. I know you weigh more than I do yeah. as far as, you know, weighing proteins because you're you're really protein centric because you're doing weightlifting. Um, and, and I don't weigh things. I can kind of look at it and go, yeah, that's about this much. Mm-hmm. And it's usually okay. I do appreciate you. You weigh things for me before I eat. You're like, oh yeah, uh, hey, I gave you five ounces of steak and uh, whatever, and I can log it, which is great. Yeah. But you know, if if weighing something is like too much for you, don't don't let I'm that so, stop you from. I'm starting. I'm so good
0: with it now that it's like it's so passive. It's it's almost like it doesn't exist. No, so let's move on to the next feature that's in the Fitbit app that is super important. If you are using any type of packaged meals, like for example, Ariel and I like to do. Um, You know, there are these like granola bars that the kids eat and I tend to have like one of those a day or if there's some type of um, boxed thing or a marinara sauce or something of that nature. Anything with a barcode. Anything with a barcode can be scanned Mm -hmm. and the Fitbit, you know, database has an enormous amount of foods, both for restaurants. So there's a lot of restaurant foods out there. So you can just put in like if you go to, I don't know, some big chain restaurant like, you know, uh.
1: You were going to say Carabas. I was going to and I want to uh, go to
0: Carabas, but I'm talking about like, like an olive garden or yeah. something of that nature. You know, they will have those meals in there, but more importantly, like if you have to fix some pasta or you have to do a, right. a, a, a sauce yeah. or something, if you scan the barcode, it comes right up, right. and you can go ahead and enter that in immediately. And like so, like this
1: morning, I had yeah. I uh, I had uh, bacon and eggs, right? Yeah. So I got I had the bacon out, the Kirkland pre cooked bacon, yeah. and I had the Eggland's Best eggs, and just I had both of them. I had an English muffin from um, Wolferman's that we got sent for Christmas, and I was yeah. like, boop scan, boop scan, boop scan, did, and then I just I adjusted the quantities and I was done. I didn't make, even have to
0: type. It makes the food logging so much easier when you show me when we found this feature oh yeah it was like the best thing ever. yeah
1: it was life-changing so use the barcode scanner definitely
0: um the next thing is you know we talked about the scales you know and that is important to lead right into your macros like mm-hmm. starting to think about you know what is your breakdown of, of, of you know carbohydrates fats and proteins of what is important to you what do you mm-hmm. run better on you know maybe you might be doing a certain type of diet while you're also doing calorie counting it's up to you that's your decision Um, I tend to work better on uh, lower carbohydrates with... Uh, a little bit higher fats and, and proteins. That's just me. You don't like to do that as much. That's a little bit different for I you. try
1: to keep mine about third, 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 yeah. um, protein, fat, carbs. One of the things that I've really noticed with the the macros is I, I never paid attention to this when I did like Weight Watchers and stuff. Yeah. It was always just about calories. It didn't so you could really... have a whole day that was like totally carb yeah. overloaded, didn't have hardly any protein, and you, you were under your calories. And so you were like, yeah. great, I'm great. But and, she
0: felt all bloated and everything. Well, yeah.
1: but you don't lose, and then you then you're frustrated. Yeah, right. So I,
0: I think with the with the macros, that's it started to matter once we came down a lot in the weight, and we were starting to get towards the end goals, like kind of where you're hitting. It, it the did final. matter much more. All of a sudden, your macros are going to start to matter. So, if you're at the beginning, you're like, oh, you know, macros don't really matter. It's just calories, and I'm doing really really well, and I'm losing a pound pound and a half a week, and I'm doing great. Eventually, you're going to start to plateau. That might be time for you to start to consider the, right you know what you're putting in. And the
1: most the, important of the macros we've found for is us protein. is getting enough protein. Yeah. one of the things about protein you know, it helps keep you from losing muscle mass. One of the things that uh, you know I was heavier, We were Mm -hmm. both heavier, but I was heavier. I actually had a high level of muscle mass um, when I started out, like higher than normal because I was carrying around a lot of weight. So as I lost, I did start to trim some of that muscle and keeping my protein higher helps me not to lose too much muscle. It also helps you not to feel full or yeah. not to feel uh hungry excuse you me feel satiated yeah right so you're not like wanting to snack all the yep. time if you have like higher protein lunch you'll find you'll snack less between lunch and yeah. dinner
0: um so it's that's going from the dos these are the don'ts that we have with the Fitbit app you know don't count your spices <laughs> or yeah. any small vegetables like oh I put in like a quarter of a diced onion that's free we don't even count that that's, yeah or like oh I had a I had a poblano pepper into my taco meat yeah <laughs> right we don't even bother I mean,
1: technically there are a few calories there but like we said matter. because we're running under anyway and we have this big deficit we find that adding in every little i did two cloves of garlic and i mean it just gets to be so um you're just doing so many little tiny things yeah, that we you don't won't even bother with it. you won't sustain your counting if you count every tiny thing like for example so.
0: if we have like a dinner where we have you know some steak and asparagus on the side I won't even put the asparagus in it unless, Depends, depends unless how much you, I had. Well, and yeah, that's true. But unless you had like butter on the top of that, you need to log that. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, we always count the butter. But but you, you
0: know. or like like we do, we have the uh, blistered beans that we that we enjoy.
1: I usually will put some green beans on there, but oh. I won't have to be super but precise. But you do,
0: but you put them in, and you're like, oh. It's twenty five calories. It's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. But at that point, yeah, sure, go ahead, and put it in there. Well, and
1: you know, there's some carbohydrates there, and so I like I would put the green beans in. But the fact that we add four cloves of garlic, I don't add the garlic. I don't either. Who cares? No. But if I put a little bit I'll of butter, beans.
0: But if I put a little butter in the pan when we cooked it, you got a butter that. and olive oil. Yeah, certainly. Calorie dense foods will will slip right past you, so we need to make pay attention to those things. Um, next thing, you know, obviously, don't stress entering every meal exactly unless you've had a specific unhealthy or mo- modification. So. If you put in every single thing to the T, as we kind of said earlier, you're going to get stressed out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. just
1: becomes too much to keep up. Exactly.
0: So if you're within your 500, 750 deficit, mm-hmm. you're doing okay. Just stay mm-hmm. with it. Stay with the plan. Do your best. At that point, your hardest thing is if you're able to hit your calories every single day, the hard part for you is consistency on the long plan. Mm-hmm. Like you need to do 30, 60, 90 days straight. That's where it becomes the 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 effort is there yeah. as opposed to into your daily Daily effort. So, right. The next
1: thing, do not forget your drinks.
0: In, in some respects, kills people. Don't drink your calories. That's the other thing that we've heard.
1: Oh, yeah. We, I have had so many friends that they're like, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. But they forgot to log that morning latte oh. or they had that glass of wine or, at the end of the night and they, they went didn't out log it. They to the
0: bar with their friends and they had a couple of drinks or a couple of glasses of wine and you're like,
1: you can't. They eat. only logged the things they ate and yeah. not the things they drank. The drinks will kill you. They
0: will kill you. It's
1: mm-hmm. not that we, it's not that a like, you know, I don't have a glass of wine sometimes and stuff. It's not that at all, but you have to be aware that what you drink is going to have an effect and you can't forget to log your drinks. Yeah.
0: Last thing too, and I think the most important thing is don't beat yourself up if you have a bad day. Yeah. Hey, you guys went out that day. Kids had wanted to go to McDonald's. You guys had a couple, of, you know, nuggets and fries and then you had to you went to go see a friend and you you didn't want to feel rude so you got a latte. And maybe a scone, and then you came yeah, home things and happened everybody was having pizza and you had two or three pieces, and you weren't really thinking about it and you go, "Oh my gosh, I totally blew up today. you're not a failure." Mm. Reset the next day, right, and you're back on the horse. I mean,
1: I think when we said last time that it was about every day and not having, not doing an eighty twenty plan or not doing a cheat day or whatever, mm. I still think that's true, and yeah. it's more true that for us don't there was pl- never a cheat day. We never did cheat it. days. Yeah. yeah, we never did cheat days. Don't plan like I'm going to be really good and then I'm going to go hog wild. Yeah, right. But if you have a day, sometimes like you say, it all kind of stacks up, and then by the end of the day, you're like, oh, shocks, right? Yeah. Don't beat yourself up about that day. So when we, I thought about that after we recorded it and I was like, I don't want to be too, I don't want people to think you never could have a day where things don't go your yeah. way, but we're not planning it into things, yeah. right? Well, we if just... it happens, it happens. And one of the reasons we love having our home gym we talked about our equipment last week is because when the day doesn't go well, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go and get on the treadmill and maybe walk T- for 15 to, or 20 to ma- minutes. Try to
0: make a little bit of it up.
1: Right, yeah. I'll try to, you know, Get a little bit ahead on it. And say, well, I didn't have a great day, but I'm gonna go out and watch a trashy show, and I'll put in 30 minutes on the treadmill, and I'll go to bed feeling good, like I did something. Yeah. Positive. Or, or there. You,
0: you tried to overcome the the thing, and then you get That's back right. on the right on the horse tomorrow. So those are kind of the things because we spent so much time in the Fitbit app, entering the information, watching our daily numbers, um, wh- tracking our steps, doing all these things on a daily basis. The Fitbit became kind of the source of like it's my most opened app. I'm always in it. When I'm on the treadmill um, running or on the elliptical, I have it open so I can watch the steps as I'm going. Yeah, it's very
1: satisfying. It's very satisfying. And if you need a bunch of quick steps, elliptical will get you every time.
0: Elliptical is one of your best bets. It is. Um, So let's talk a little bit about food. Um, Obviously, we were talking about the Fitbit and a little bit of the food there, but... Let's talk a little bit about food in general. A lot of the do's here. Mm-hmm. First thing is make small choices to save calories. That's one of the easiest things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you tend to cook something, you know, with a little bit of butter, well, cut that butter in half. That's a quick way to kind of just cut out a little bit. Um, for me, one of the things I like to do is I like to do taco salads. as like my lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, just a bunch of taco meat, a little bit of sour cream, you know, some type of sauce, you know, sriracha, unlimited sriracha. Um, and then tossing a big salad on there. And I really think about like, oh, do I want to put cheese on here today? That would just, you know, an ounce of cheese is like 120 calories. Like, do I want to do that? I'm like, no, I'll take that out today. I'll just put, you know, I'll just have that.
1: Right. You start to ask questions like, am I going to notice if that wasn't there? Like we were having a hamburger the other night and you were like, do you want cheese on this? And I was like, not really Eh, you know i don't know that it would make a big difference to me once i got ketchup on it or barbecue sauce and and an onion ring i don't know that i'm really gonna notice that there's not cheese (laughs) and it's like an extra hundred calories so you do start making decisions like that tonight as you said we had alfredo you you had a bunch of shrimp and we had alfredo sauce and we had um some panko we had some cheesy bread and we had some panko shrimp we were we're doing a freezer eat down anyway so we can thaw our, our freezer as we do you know every quarter yeah um but anyways you were like, oh, you've made pasta. And I was like, "Nah, I'll just take the Alfredo sauce on the shrimp. Like, I don't want any pasta. Yeah, right. Because I had these other, you know, carbs there. And I was like, I don't know that it's going to make a difference to me. Yeah. But that's going to be a couple hundred calories. So you start kind of asking yourself like, Yeah, is that worth it? Nah, I'm good. You exactly. know, do I need that extra piece? Maybe I don't. When we go to Chipotle, now I don't, I actually don't get cheese. We get burrito bowls now. Yeah. And I don't get cheese on it. And I realized that whether I got cheese or didn't get cheese, I couldn't taste it in the burrito bowl. Yeah, right. But it was like an extra 120 calories, so why?
0: I love I love Chipotle. I, I, do I, too. I never say no. Um next thing, eat slowly. That's a um I know so that can, hard for parents. I know that can oh my so, gosh, it's so oh hard. People always laugh at us because we, we go, eat so fast. We eat so fast because and they go, Why do you guys eat so fast? I'm like, I have two children that are seven and three and they eat so fast and then it's
1: really about the little one man she eats she eats fast and then you've got to be yeah prepared because she's gonna go and terrorize some portion of the house or or start
0: bugging you like what's for dessert what's dessert what's dessert
1: so you feel like this but you know the slower that you can eat the better off you'll be one of the things that we really like to do um we like to have salads with our dinners Mm -hmm. and we like to eat our salads first some people eat their salad alongside their food uh, we like to sit down and eat our salad as the very first thing.
0: And we also make the girls eat eat the salads first. One of
1: the things well. we do is we make the salad while we're cooking dinner. Yeah. So the salad is ready, and we just put it on the table with the salad dressing. The kids are hungry, right? Because <laughs> the moment you start making dinner, the kids ask you for snacks. I don't know if this happens in your house, but in our house, <laughs> the moment I pull out the ingredients yeah, for dinner, in the day we're, we're like in every the middle day, of man, dinner. every oh. day.
0: I'm so starving. I need I can, snacks. And need so what we do,
1: we make up our, the kids' salads and we put them on the table. We don't even say anything. And they'll just sit down and start eating because they're hungry and yeah. we're cooking. And what we do is while we're cooking, we'll stand in the kitchen and we'll actually eat our dinner salad while we're cooking. Um, and then by the time you start your meal, you've already got that under your belt. Yeah. Right. And then you're starting on the rest of your meal. And and you know you can eat a little slower because you're not ravenous. You've already <laughs> had a little bit of something.
0: <laughs> you know, kind of going with the eating slow, I like to... Load up on water because kind of like bulk up that stomach. Kind of feel feel a little full. Yeah, a nice glass you, of water. Something you do really well. I I don't do this very well at all. In fact, I don't think I have any ability to stop. It's really just I know that's all I'm allowed to have. <laughs> um, you stop when you're full. I my my full response system is totally broken. Okay, like I could I could eat. All I day worked long. really hard
1: on this. Um, because yeah. I have spent my entire life overeating yeah. and always e- eating. Especially when you go to your mom's because she makes a lot of food and she's always that very that very Italian. Like, come on, eat more, eat more. Um, she's yes. always worried that I'm everyone's working, underweight. i on her. All right. So, I've always overeaten, and i've I've always um I've always gone to the point where I've I've eaten so much I almost feel sick after meals, especially yeah, right. holidays. God, I always feel sick. And when we started this, my very first thing when I started this this whole thing in the beginning, and I didn't know how much I would lose. I was like, I'm going to get 7,000 steps a day, and I'm going to try to stop eating when I'm full. <laughs> and that was it. That was my only goals. And I really yeah. worked on it. and And... I noticed that, oh my gosh, if I actually stopped eating when I was full, that I wasn't over calories. Yeah. You know, it was like, because I thought like, oh man, eating 1500 calories a day must have been like, that must be a medically induced diet, you know, or something. (laughs) But actually, if I just, if I just stop when I'm full, I'm actually okay.
0: Well, the other thing too, like uh, kind of going with that, I've noticed that if I ate a little bit of fruit, has like some nice fiber and stuff into it. I find that I'm not very snacky and I do get full. I do feel full when I am You know, finishing that meal. So definitely play around with that sensation of fullness. Mm -hmm. Um, See what works for you knowing like, okay, I want to have lunch and then I don't want to really eat very much until dinner or I want just a small snack in the afternoon. You know, play around with, you know, what you're eating, how you're eating and see if there's something that can really help you feel that sensation of fullness earlier on so you mm-hmm. don't you don't find yourself overeating another way to to control that as well is just portion control because you know when we dole out mm-hmm. the food and we've counted the calories and I've weighed out the food I know that's all I can have and so there's something in my mind that just says well okay that's all we get right and that's what we're working on Right. Well, yeah.
1: And the big thing for us is that we, we'll talk, we're going to talk a little bit more about portion control, but but that is a real, a real key for us here. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you should experiment with some recipes that are really tasty, yep. but don't break the calorie bank. Jambalaya is my favorite example of this. And I will have Matt link my jambalaya recipe that I found on this blog. It's fabulous. But do put in an entire package of sausage. Don't, don't do just half a package because why? Yeah, no. But uh, anyway, this is a wonderful recipe and you make it and you realize that, um, between the chicken breast and the, the the shrimp, those are super lean meats. The rest of it's all vegetables. Yeah, you have some mandui sausage.
0: And a little rice, but that's about the it. The
1: rice is an entire Dutch oven's worth of jambalaya is one cup of raw rice. It's that's it. It's I always thought of jambalaya as the super rice-intensive meal. It's actually not. It's a super veggie-intensive meal. It's very low-cal. Mm-hmm. So find some things that uh, we don't eat any diet foods at all. We don't eat with like fake sugars and all this stuff no we never don't find recipes like i hate and maybe i'm the only person but i hate like the cooking light recipes where they take something that's supposed that's rich and delicious and then they cut all the goodness out of it to make it diet that is horrible and nobody should do that i would rather just eat a little bit less of that thing we as an example we had alfredo size tonight okay
0: full fat so you are were... talking heavy cream oh yeah yeah alfredo. full full
1: fat and delicious wonderful use cream cheese in it guys just yeah. trust me um to stabilize it but anyways um so you you'd said well what do we want to do here do we want to normally what we would do is we cook the pasta we take the alfredo sauce we dump the whole pan in with the pasta and the shrimp and whatever we'd stir it up and then we'd serve it well now that we're eating this way what i would do instead is take the pasta put the shrimp on top, and then take the alfredo, spoon it on, mix it up with the pasta until I have it's sauced enough for, for me, and I've got sauce coating everything, and then say I'm good. If what's you just, great about that is you
0: can weigh that along the way, as I said earlier. You
1: certainly could, but what I realized is I can have an entire bowl of pasta with like three tablespoons of alfredo sauce. That's like all you need because it's so thin. It coats everything, but if you dump an entire pot in it and then stir it up, you have no idea. you're getting tons. So I do that with salad dressing too. I put Mm -hmm. on a little bit and I mix it up. So same thing. So I'd rather, if I'm going to have something, I'd rather have the real thing and maybe have a little bit less of it, Mm -hmm. moderate it a little bit, than have some weird diet version of it. So try to experiment with recipes like jambalaya that are naturally fairly locale instead of something that has been, you know, bastardized for lack of a better word to make it locale. Exactly. That'd be my advice.
0: Moving on from experimentation is next thing is experiment with your eating times. So a lot of times people will find that, you know, we talked about our time restricted eating last week, a little bit of that intermittent fasting. You may want to push your eating to like 10 to 6, you know, whatever it might be. Or you can just find out when do you work best? When does your body work best with food? A lot of times people will want a maybe a heavier meal in the morning because maybe you work out in the morning. And then maybe your dinners are a little bit lighter and that mm-hmm. works best for you. Find out, experiment. Like your
1: body works really well if you have like a higher carb lunch and a lower carb dinner. Yeah. That works better for your body, for example. Yeah. So, you know, experiment with what might work for
0: you. And, and, and the reason why we know that is because we really pay attention to our daily weighing. Like before right, we weigh I go to, every morning. I, I, go, I weigh before I go to bed and when I wake up because I kind of have a good idea of what has happened during that day. And that's a good piece of information for me to to track just in my mind it's not something that i worry too much about on the app we do enter that into the app but like i enter in my whenever i hit a new low i enter that in but i don't like track daily i just keep it in my mind you right know, oh did i not drink enough water today or did i drink enough or did i overeat today I not can see drinking
1: that. enough water yeah. is huge you have to drink enough water yeah and i think on this note about scales i, I would like to say we have a fitbit scale which is a bluetooth and it it works right with the app, but I also have a smart scale, a Fit Index scale, which I really love because it gives you uh, a whole bunch of other variables: water, protein, subcutaneous fat, visceral fat. And I was I've been able to see all of those come from all being in red zones to all being yeah. green, which has been really exciting. But one of the, one of the things I like about that is it's more than just a number. If your muscle mass ends up going up, or you had a low water day, you'll see it. Yep. And you know it's not just fat. So um, if you if you don't like that single number and living by that single number, you might try getting a smart scale and we'll have Matt link the one. I think the one I got was like 25 bucks. It was very cheap. It's yeah. also Bluetooth works with your phone. It has a really good app. So
0: Absolutely. Um, next thing is reducing eating out. That was a big thing that we did. And we talked, yeah. um, we'll talked. we talk a little bit more, I, I think, about this on this Thursday when we talk about um, Hello Fresh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but And we really liked that. We really did. And we'll talk a little bit more about that on Thursday's episode um, but we basically reduced our eating out dramatically. Yeah, um,
1: It's expensive and really no fun with small children. So, <laughs> Well, and
0: a lot of times, like I don't know, like there are good good places to go out and eat and everything. But sometimes, you know, places where you choose to eat out, hey, I could have made something just as good at home. Right. It was more but just
1: that I didn't want to have if, to deal with if it. If you're
0: not like a really good cook at home, maybe eating out is, is, a, is a nice treat for you, fine. Um, but we reduced the eating out dramatically and we really found that to be helpful to like – you know, once a week, maybe with plus one additional right. timeout for me, and then plus one additional timeout for you. So, like two meals a week out is, I, you know, that's what we were. And we did out.
1: things like we took some of that money, and instead, you went to the store and you would like buy fillets at, at Safeway yeah. for us to have at home. Um,
0: we'd have like oh yeah we called it the adult dinner yeah, yeah we where would we, do like we a, fed the kids put them in front of the tv to watch a movie and we got to sit down and have a nice meal where we could talk
1: right and we yeah. would have a glass of wine and you would have gotten these fillets from the store and you'd have some yeah. grilled asparagus and it would be a super low-cal meal basically and it was maybe a little bit more expensive than we would have normally spent but so much less than eating out oh, yeah. so you can not eat out and splurge on better ingredients
0: and when you do eat out especially when you are watching your calories like this Ariel and I have started to split meals. You know, we split the fajitas the other night. Yeah, that works out really good. Or like if we go to like a burger place, we'll split like a really nice burger place. We'll split that burger and then maybe we'll have an appetizer to go with it. Yeah. And that's a really nice way for us to like limit what we're doing and, and i never abortions. thought we
1: would be a split meal type people and look but, at me
0: look at me i'm gigantic
1: yeah right look at me,
0: it's like yeah It's splitting I, the meal right
1: right it actually worked out great because i was yeah. like hey why don't we just split this burger and then we can get the mozzarella edges which yeah. i really wanted <laughs> and it worked out great
0: and going on from that you know eating out finding good sources of protein kind of what you said is you know if you're not going to eat out as much you can maybe kind of split the difference and say let's buy some better meats or let's buy some higher quality protein sources like you know protein powders we
1: really rely a lot on protein powder we kind
0: of i kind of have for for me i have two good meals with good amount of protein and then i make up the difference with the protein shake in the afternoon yeah a lot of times i
1: I will if if i've had you know something that's more carby for the day we had lunch brought in at work and it was you know not much protein like pizza brought in or something i'll come home and i'll have a protein shake before dinner
0: i I would also like if you're going to try the protein shakes and you haven't done those before for we tend to do a powdered mix uh we do the on nutrition from we get a costco yeah in, we'll link in it the, in the show in the notes because it really
1: diet. tastes pretty good it's the chocolate one it's, it's a great. chocolate it's
0: really good but really
1: if, good with a scoop of peanut butter i mean yeah. be careful because those calories go up but ooh, with a scoop of peanut butter and half a banana oh my gosh you guys
0: forget the banana that's Re- evil no um, really good no really good don't listen there no bananas just take the peanut butter and the and the chocolate. In fact, great source of potassium. Kick out, kick out the uh, the. Uh, I will link the Portlandia episode about the bananas, uh, <laughs> no, where Molly don't, Shannon don't ate too many that. bananas. It's um, that. terrible. <laughs> it's a great episode. Anyway, I um the was it Molly Shannon? I think it was Molly I Shannon. I don't remember. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, if you have never done the protein shakes, go ahead and try the kind of those individual servings, no. and. Yes. No, Listen. those taste terrible. No, no. Try the individual ones that are from the same brand that you could buy from and they're out there. Like if you go and shop you'll see a, a bunch yeah. of them like GNC because a lot of times um, people will find out that certain types of protein powders don't work well for them. Like if it's a whey protein, maybe you need to go to a casein protein, right? Or you need to try different types of proteins because sometimes with people's gut, it doesn't really respond well before you go out and spend say 50 or 60 dollars on a big bag of protein
1: okay so i agree with that but yeah. i would say if you can find a smaller version of the powder the powder is in in my opinion always superior to any kind of pre-mixed drinks because those pre-mixed shelf stable drinks they taste kind of like lukewarm and sure there's a lot i mean of pre- they don't yeah. taste great there's so a
0: of, there's a lot of preservatives and, and stabilizers yeah and, and they the and are.
1: they taste kind of like thick and yeah like like i don't know like melted yogurt they taste bad so if you could find a smaller version of the powder to test it yeah. we always like to put ours in with really cold water we blend it in our magic bullet and yeah. it's really good it just makes it easy it's so much better i haven't i have yet to find a shelf stable one that i thought tasted good yeah so
0: Okay, so moving on to the food don'ts. Um, first thing is don't get the diet foods. We we yeah, through this whole journey for us, we never ate any of the diet foods. Nothing so with
1: the word light on it. No, we didn't.
0: <laughs> like the only time I bought light was I accidentally. We bought We drink the light whole milk in coffee. this house. We do drink whole milk in the house. We don't drink milk very much. That's not. No, really we don't.
1: A we don't drink us. it like I don't drink glasses of milk. But I have cereal in the morning. I had cereal yeah. with milk this morning.
0: We try not to do much of that. Um, the only like. Kind of like reduced thing I do is sort of my yogurts are like two percent, not zero percent. Right. I was doing the five percent ones from Faye, uh, you know, but I kind of I dialed that down to two percent because it was just a lot of like additional calories that I just didn't want. So it like yeah. just turning that down just a tad freed up some room for me. But that's like yeah.
1: you're you're skimming off something that's not what I what we really think about diet foods is like anything you know designed for designed yeah. for dieting where they've yeah. added weird chemicals and to, things or
0: or to bulk it with something that isn't or
1: fake sugars Yes, Yeah, you know, it was the sugar-free version of something yeah. be super careful with all of those because they affect our bodies in just different ways yeah. that you know, your body still thinks you had sugar and it might still retain that weight exactly. So we didn't we tried to go for whole foods wherever we could
0: absolutely whole whole
1: and real foods um, By default if you can
0: next, you know, don't eat food You don't like, you know, yeah, seriously the, just because you're going on a weight loss journey and you're going to go, you're going to be on this for the long haul doesn't mean you have to obviously eat quinoa every day Ariel mm. in your salads you don't have to do that and that i i we i don't think we ate anything on this journey that we didn't already enjoy mm, it was yeah. really just understanding how much we should be eating and how much we can
1: right it's like oh yes we would still have a hamburger made on the grill but maybe we wouldn't have a double patty hamburger, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. it's things like that.
0: My double decker cheeseburger.
1: Yeah. You know, it's 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 not, it, a lot of this is about portions and, and making yeah. those different choices.
0: And then kind of dovetailing right with that is don't cut out your favorite foods. Like we still do pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, we do all the favorite things that we we enjoy tacos all the time. Yeah, we eat a lot of tacos. We eat a lot of tacos. Um,
1: we have nachos sometimes. Yeah,
0: I mean, we don't, we didn't cut out anything we didn't like. We just mm-hmm. didn't eat as much as we, we used to. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's i think more than anything it is yeah. about the quantity it goes
0: into that that thing with w- kind of dovetailing with the original talk on the the fitbit which is you're trying to solve the two problems the two unknowns you don't know how much you're consuming and you don't know how much you should be consuming mm-hmm. and if you can answer both of those questions and then live within some you know gray zone between the two of them you're going to have a lot of su- success if you're just like oh i kind of eyeball it most people don't eyeball it at all just just test it test yourself yeah at least at scale. first
1: yeah. start you know weighing it make sure your eyeballs are accurate
0: yeah, exactly and so by by understanding that information that allowed us to eat the foods that we enjoyed mm-hmm. and not cut out those things and not having to go to diet foods because we just understood we're solving those two problems right. of how much am i supposed to eat how much am i eating and knowing that information allows you to stay with the food you enjoy more.
1: Right. Things like we would make a, ch- a change like we love to have ice cream for dessert. So instead of having a bowl of ice cream, we bought the little yeah. cones, which are like 25 calories a piece. And then you put a scoop of ice cream on top. Yeah. And so you don't realize how much less ice cream goes on a scoop than in a whole bowl. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden we can have ice cream for dessert. That's not a problem. It's, it's things like that. Yeah. Those are the kind of choices we made.
0: The last don't. For food is don't eat too little. That's oh, this an, is such a problem. That's a big problem that a lot of people will have is they just don't eat enough. Um, they're not mm-hmm. eating enough protein. They're not eating enough. They're not eating enough calories in general. Um, this could be a big problem for you if you're trying to hit your targets, especially if you're doing workout targets. You want to be able to make sure you're filling your body what it needs mm-hmm. and you're powering Fuel. it uh, with a sufficient amount of food. And again, that's the goes to those two pillars we just talked about, which is how much am I supposed to be eating. And how much am I eating? Mm-hmm. And that is your that is your mark. You're not trying to go below that because, oh, maybe I could lose a little bit more. Yeah, don't. You don't. You don't want to do that. You want to feel fuel your body with what it needs, especially in a weight loss journey like what we've been doing that is centered around activity. You need to power your body. And you sitting at home, homeschooling your kids, working out, eating good foods you don't want to be underfeeding under being underfed yeah. and then being tired and yeah, having that make you tired. lethargic. Maybe you then go out and get that latte or, at the drive through And that then you don't you're want.
1: starving and then you snack. Yeah, exactly. I, I had a gal at work who was, you know, trying to do this and, and she came to work and she was like, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I'm not losing anything. She's like, look how good my lunch is. And I looked at it and she had a huge bowl of, of lettuce and she had chicken breast on top of it and a little bit of salad dressing. And I looked at her and I said, do you? Realized That's that you're eating calories? like 200 calories for lunch and she was like um isn't that right i go no this is not enough food yeah. you're not eating enough food and her body's starting to like hold on to all of its fat reserves yeah, right. because she's like eating too little mode, yeah. so you know really really pay attention and give yourself enough to eat
0: so let's move over into kind of the idea of cooking so cooking for us became kind of the centerpiece um the two big ones that we focused on were lunches and dinners and so mm-hmm. we'll give you a couple ideas on lunches um, you know prep easy lunches when you're busy with homeschool and the kids activities that's been something that i have really you know from my standpoint is when i wake up in the morning i or even the night before i am thinking already all right what do i need to have for lunch tomorrow mm-hmm. what is, what do i need to be successful and that you know if 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 it only means taking out a small container out of the fridge that is already pre-portioned with like chicken and rice or some taco meat that I know I can make into a taco salad. That's the simplest thing that I can do. Setting up myself up for lunches with prepackaged meals that are already already done. So I will do bulk cooking of protein and then I will package it into small you know, Ziploc screw containers and put them into the freezer that I can then pull out that have already been weighed. So I know that's five ounces of ground beef. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to think about it. I don't even have to weigh it. All I got to do is heat it, toss it in the bowl, uh, put a tablespoon of, of dressing and put as much sriracha as I possibly can onto it. Um, and throw some lettuce greens onto it and I'm done. And I know exactly right. what I've eaten. I don't even have to think about so it. So
1: we're going to link in the show notes to the deli cups that we like to use. Yeah. And I found these freezer safe labels that are amazing yeah. because you, I write on them in ballpoint pen what's in there and how many calories it is right on the thing. Yep. So that I know exactly when I pull it out. And I don't even have to think about it.
0: Yeah, especially for the homeschool parents out there who are listening to this. And really, let's pull this back to homeschooling. It's so hard for as a homeschool parent because you're taking care of so many things, right? right. Yeah, you're doing the schooling, you you're gotta driving feed the around, kids, and the
1: kids are hungry. Let's face it, constantly always hungry when you're when you're at home. I don't know; they eat so much more than they would if they were yeah. gone at yeah. school. Yeah. You know those school days that we have with the kids where you've packed a lunch for them to take. To our parent partnership, um, there's so much less eaten out of this house those days but when they're home they're hungry every hour
0: I know it's crazy Well, they're growing and that's my genetic. and so you're constantly
1: feeding them and it's hard to nourish yourself one of the things that I love to do um, I don't even think about what I'm going to eat for lunch the next day because I have so many lunches frozen for myself that I know I'm just going to go in there and pick something and one of the things I did one weekend I did a what I call a -a (laughs) soupapalooza I made
0: like you're still eating off of that soup. I'm still
1: eating off of it I made I spent the weekend I made four soups I made a chicken corn corn chowder I made a bean with bacon I made a chicken and wild rice soup and I made a pot of chili yep. and I made all of those soups and, and I like was a like a Saturday
0: it was like a rainy day and you yeah just... it was a
1: Saturday and Sunday I spent the whole weekend and I made all these soups and I didn't eat any of it I went and I portioned you know, the soups into all my deli containers. I put them all in our big freezer outside. I had them all labeled. Yeah. I've been eating off of them for months. Well, and you
0: even put on some of those labels, like 450 calories, and you're just like, put it right on Exactly.
1: There. I don't even have to think about it because I got the recipe off of a blog. It had the nutrition facts right there. It's like, oh, it makes 10 servings. Great. I made it. I portioned it to 10 deli cups, and I put it away, and I wrote the calories on it. And so all we have to think about is what are we going to feed the children? Yeah. Because for me... I'm not worried about it because I've got so many lunches I, in the freezer. I found, I've got I, lunches for a decade.
0: You know, three years ago when I was, you know, having issues with the food and everything, and a lot of that is because I, I, I'm the last person. I I don't even think about what I'm eating or like we're out and I'm like I haven't even thought about right. having a meal, so I might as well just swing through McDonald's and get something or otherwise or go into Safeway and get some chicken strips or something. It's like. I never even thought about what I was eating and I think that was causing a lot of the problems. So prioritizing and making sure that I have something that is going to be within what I what within my work, you know, my, my fitness goals. I know it's gonna fit well into, you know, what I want for that lunch. It has taken off so much of that stress and and and, and has ensured my 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 success. Right. And I think that's a big thing, especially when you're balancing all the homeschooling and all the running around and all the activities you got to do and the co-ops and the parent partnerships. It is so nice to have those things pre-planned and pre-set. I don't even have to think about it. I can just grab it and go or I can just grab it um, or I can just make the decision, hey, you know, it's, it's 12, it's 1230. We're heading home and i know my lunch is sitting in the fridge and all i've got to do is take it out throw it in the microwave i can throw you guys something you know together real quick some cheese and crackers and apples and stuff boom you guys get fed and my meal is in the microwave and yeah. i'm ready to eat so i don't i don't have to make the bad choices i can choose good choices because i've you know, ensured my success.
1: Right. And part of it, too, is freezing your dinner leftovers. I had New Year's New Year's dinner for lunch today because yep. I had I had ham and a little bit of acorn squash and a little bit of scalloped potatoes. And I had frozen that on New Year's Day. And that's what I had for lunch today. Yeah. So, you know, frozen. And and for me, it helps me manage my um, desire to keep eating at dinner. Mm-hmm. And, and help me to stop when I'm full by having these leftovers frozen. So this is a good way to transition into dinner. One of the things that we do with dinners is we never serve dinners family style, no. because that is the that that leads to dark places. Very dark. Um, <laughs> your mom does that. It, it my parents do that. It yeah. is I, I have no ability to regulate myself yeah. when there's food on the table in front of me. Well, I can't when, stop myself.
0: Especially when we talk about the importance of weighing and scaling um, at the beginning. And just in general, for me, Wayne Wayne is so important. I cannot just sit there and be like, "Okay, I'm going to take five scoops of X and three scoops of Y and ballpark my calories." It's like. No, I'm going to have to be like weighing even my food if I, right there. Yeah. Even if
1: I knew what went on my plate, if there's stuff sitting in front of me, even if I'm full, I will keep picking at that stuff. I can't <laughs> not. It so just sits there. I know. In our family, we don't serve anything family style. The only thing that we do is uh, we do do tacos for the kids that way, but we only have enough there that's just for them. Like there's yeah. not, we know there's not going to be any leftover. So it's And okay. I've
0: learned really well because we use the corn tortillas and we don't use fl- the big flour tortillas. We use little corn tortillas. I've learned what is one ounce of ground beef. And so I can actually put a pretty good, like, yeah, I can just we're pretty in, good. Yeah. We eat tacos, but every that's week, just, so. that's through experience.
1: But, but in general, we don't serve anything family style. What we do is we serve all the plates in the kitchen from dinner. So, uh, we put out our plates and the kids plates and we serve everything. And while we serve it, we pull down our Tupperware and we, we portion out our Tupperware at the same time that we're serving our meal and we cap it all. And then we sit down at the table. This is great because there's no food sitting in front of me at the table that I'm going to pick at. And there's nothing left in the pan for me to go back for, no. And because I will, that's, as I'm cleaning so up from dinner and I'm like making the leftovers, I'll be like taking a couple extra scoops and or snacking,
0: French fries or something like that. Oh right? yeah,
1: if there's anything left in the kitchen, that's gonna get snacked on at some point. So by us serving it all at the same time and doing the leftovers right then, yep. prevents us from going over.
0: Another thing is really good. Another thing I like to do is I like to buy bulk meats. Whether that is you know chicken or ground beef or whatnot, very often in a lot of the stores like Safeway they'll have some like discounted meats that need to be cooked within like a day or so, and they'll be like thirty or fifty percent off. And I'll be like, oh, we gr- love this. I will grab up all that meat. I'll come home, two massive pans, and I will cook up like eight or nine pounds of taco meat. Put all those in containers and put them in the freezer. Um, also, when I grill, I very often. I grill for like the whole week. Yeah, or we love to do that. I Like I'll do a bunch of chicken. Like on a Sunday night, you'll yeah, grill. a bunch and of broths or a bunch and, of steaks. And, and you'll have like we'll chicken have thighs for that and those steaks. Yeah, and... Yeah. yeah, we'll eat the steaks that night because steak is not very good reheated um, unless it's in the pan or whatever. But, you know, we'll have the steaks for that night. But then, you know, all the chicken and all of the sausages and yeah, we'll have whatnot. chicken
1: wraps one night and we'll, we'll, we'll have sausages one night a lot of
0: times yeah we'll put those in containers for next couple of nights or we will just freeze them straight up
1: right we, i love freezing grilled meat it's really great love it. um because then we can especially with the the uh like grilled chicken thighs we'll pull them out and they're frozen we cut them up and we put them in a, a flour tortilla yeah. with ranch dressing and lettuce and some crispy onions yep. on top mm. makes a wonderful wrap uh, with sliced strawberries. Mm. Great, Absolutely. so yeah, making me hungry. Um, <laughs> so meat is the big thing to focus on because we find that meat is the long pole in the tent. Yeah, and when we don't meal prep, that's when we make decisions to order a pizza or to go out to go out to eat, yeah, you something. know, or something it's it's when dinner's going to take too long. And so we we just know at this point that meat prep is the most important thing. So if you're struggling to get to to cook at home and and make those, you know, good choices, it, don't focus on prepping the entire meal yeah. cuz you know, you can always add a salad or a veggie or open a can of corn. I mean, make a thing of rice. That stuff's easy. It's the meat. It's, it takes forever to thaw. Uh, frozen meat, and then be able to cook it. F- f- that's that's raw. So if you know if you can prep your meat in advance, you know pre-cook it. A lot of it reheats really well. And learn how to reheat meat well. I think you know you'll be sitting really good.
0: So hopefully that was a really good discussion on you know the various aspects of using mm-hmm. the Fitbit with respect to your food. Talking about some of the do's and don'ts about mm-hmm. food and some of the do's and don'ts about cooking. And we put all of that together. This is what works for us. This now, is what works. I mean, for us. that
1: that's the. The overarching thing, this is what's worked for us. This is what what, um, made us successful for our family. Do what makes it, you know, experiment with what's going to make it successful for your family.
0: We've really built it to, you know, what works best. Like we we tend to eat dinner at like 5 o'clock. Right. We know some other families that eat, are eating at seven o'clock. Right. Yeah. And you have to figure out what works best for you and how how does all this. And fit we in. don't
1: eat really after dinner. I mean, we'll have dinner, sometimes we'll yeah. have dessert. And then we don't snack later. We don't have popcorn later or anything. And, you know, we, we keep that eating window um, a little tighter so this is what's worked for us though experiment with what will work for you and your family but if you're having trouble you know getting ideas or prepping or thinking that going on a weight loss journey means that you're gonna have to eat a bunch of foods you don't like or your kids don't like you know that's not what we did and we still were able to be successful so we would encourage and, and you I, and to i would e- i wouldn't experiment. say just
0: successful i would say you were very successful i was excitedly su- successful yeah um, i agree you, you know this was this really worked for us, and this was something we were able to achieve. That you know, I, I still look back on it and say, "I wish I could have known this information." Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish years I could ago. have
1: known that I, if I would just not eat till I'm over full yeah. and and you know, get some more exercise every day, it could have been a whole lot better. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> I just.
0: We hope this helped you. Um, we know you're at home and you're homeschooling the kids. I acutely understand you listening to this right now and understand you know. What life is like, you know, with multiple children, homeschooling. And there's all a lot the of duties. pressure on you. There's a lot of pressure for your
1: time and your attention,
0: and it is very hard. And and to think about, oh man, I have to add another thing, like doing really well at my own food and the pressures around that, and and the working out. I totally understand it, but if you can find in your schedule ways to carve out time to ensure your success when it comes to food, and then try to focus on your activity level, whether it's walking or whether it's, you know, getting an elliptical machine or, you know, doing some free weight body exercises while the kids are playing in a living room, whatever it might be. If you can find out that time, I, I'm, I, I can guarantee you next year, you're going to be sitting back going, I'm so happy that Matt and Ariel told us about this because my life has changed and because it has for us. Yeah, and, and
1: and some of our friends that we've we've helped with this too have really just yes. I, I think that there's this there's this real myth that you have to do something drastic no, to see don't. to see drastic changes, and that's not really and, and true. And the joke
0: is, is I it it while it it was difficult in the mm. sense that you had to do something consistent day after day after day and that can be very difficult for a lot of people especially if you're changing habits Mm -hmm. and you're getting out of routines and you're making changes that are for the better that can be very difficult and i totally empathize with that
1: yeah it wasn't easy
0: but but i i also want to say is gosh darn it it was easy it,
1: it wasn't we still laugh about it it's it like, wasn't super easy it wasn't super hard it, yeah. it wasn't as hard as I thought it, it was, was going to be it
0: was not even on the orders of magnitude how hard I thought it was going to be I thought it was impossible I thought it was impossible and and the we even laughed oh, I don't know I don't we've even been know overweight
1: was... our entire lives we just were like this is not possible Well,
0: and I've worked out a lot and I was like well mm-hmm. it just never worked out for me you know this is just who I am and this
1: is my Northern
0: European body type yeah whatever it is yeah I'm, I'm constantly storing for the winter <laughs> that's right but Yeah, winter is coming it's always coming and uh, <laughs> yeah and so yeah, it was it was surprising how easy it was. It just requires that stick to and it was really nice to have a, a partner to come along with. Yeah. It.
1: The partnership I think was incredibly yeah. important. And and with the, you know, sticking to it, you know, getting a little bit more activity. Yeah. Which has been great for us and our kid it's great for our kids too. You know, getting a bit more activity, paying a bit more attention to what we eat, and then having the data. We can't stress enough. I don't think any of this is possible without us having our fitbits so whether it's fitbit or something we a different product it. if for my you,
0: fitbit you know if i was working out and a weight fell on my fitbit and smashed it i would go into the car immediately drive down to walmart and buy another Fitbit. It was
1: funny. We actually went on a vacation and yeah. you left your Fitbit charger at the hotel. And we didn't realize till we got home and your Fitbit was at like ten percent. And they ordered another Fitbit charger on Amazon. And it wasn't gonna come. But past it was enough. gonna take two days to get here and not the next day. And so it got down to five percent it wasn't dead but you were so worried about it you drove 45 minutes to a target where they had one yeah, so that it. you could get a charger i actually amazing. we were on a walk the other day and my fitbit died because i had not remembered to charge it i almost cried you guys <laughs> You're losing i steps. almost cried um but but yeah it is now essential equipment for us because it, it gives us that knowledge and that reassurance it's, that we're doing the right it thing it helps
0: you solve the two problems and i want if you, if you if you don't leave with anything else, one thing you can't outrun your fork, and number two, you got to know what you can, what you need to intake, and you got to know how much you're taking in. You, the two unknowns. And, yeah, that and, equation. And anybody out there, I'm a little bit more of a tough love type of person. Ariel's more the uh, empathetic person. Yeah. Um. Anybody out there saying, "Oh, I know basically how much I'm eating," I'll put a buck that you don't. I'll put a dollar yeah. on the table. that this you challenge don't? You. I challenge you to actually count your calories for a couple days and really see what you're actually taking in because I don't think it's what you think it is.
1: Or maybe it is and you think that that's okay, but, but by having your activity, you'll learn maybe that... Maybe oh, that is maybe too much. That's, maybe that's too you much. You
0: need to go a little bit lower. And like those were the two pieces for me that it just... And that really is the the cornerstone of the seco, calories in, calories out. It's what what can you take in? What, can, what are you taking out? And really, yeah. I think those two pieces are... The linchpin of of really how
1: we had success. You know, it's not that simple, right? You know, there's quality of calories, there's quality of of, of working out. I mean, there's all those kinds of stuff we're boiling it down to what's really easy and because we're running on such a big deficit it's kind of okay that it's not exact exactly um so for for us this worked really well yep. we hope that if you're this is something you're struggling with that you, we know, can you take a look inspire you to go and think yeah. about what you can do take a look uh, into it and see see what you can do for your yourself and your family
0: in the end if you're if you're just trying to think about you know what can i do try for 30 days try for 60 days you don't have to do it for a year See what happens after those few days, and you go, "Wow, I lost five or six pounds. Right. I lost twenty pounds." I mean, maybe you know whatever it might be.
1: You know, if you don't want to invest in a Fitbit, you don't want to do a whole thing. Start maybe with just, uh, "I'm going to I'm going to go out and walk a certain amount every every day." Yeah. Start with, "I'm not going to overeat at any meal today." Yeah. Right. Just baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Don't even if you're not going to even start counting. Start yeah. with those steps. I I guarantee. Without counting calories, if I had started with, I'm going to go on one walk every day and I had just, you know, stopped eating when I was full, I would have lost because I was already so upside down, sedentary and overeating that I would have lost just from that alone. So, you know, if you want to start small, do it. we challenge you to start small um, because we feel we, we look so much better. We're so happy about how we, we look. Yeah. It makes us feel good. When to, people have to really notice it, it has now. been
0: it has been a dramatic change.
1: It has been dramatic. We we like the way and we lot look at pictures like and with, things like With now. our
0: family, like we're we're seeing them every month or so, even between those like three or four weeks. They're like, man, have you lost more weight? This is crazy. This, yeah, you no, know, like you, you're thinner and thinner. This is crazy, like, you're wasting away, yeah,
1: yeah. And but we feel really great, we have a lot of energy, yeah. we sleep well, yeah, we feel good a, about ourselves. Improved, for, for me, I feel good about the way I look for the first time in almost my life. I felt good sure. for a brief period in college about how I looked, but otherwise, I have kind of always not yeah. been happy with my body. Um, and so. You know, we would we would challenge you to take a look at it. If something that you've been thinking about or it's been weighing mm-hmm. on your mind, you know, maybe this maybe this information helps you. We hope it helps you. Um
0: Do it. Yeah. Do, it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Anyway, what are we consuming? I'll be real quick here. I know it's been a long episode. I have been reading the Star Wars High Republic. So I'm trying to go through the entire Star Wars canon, not just the movies, which, you know, there are, you know, the nine movies and and a lot of the individual shows and in some of the series that are on Disney plus, but there's an enormous amount of content out there from podcasts to comic books, to actually written books, the Timothy Zahn books and all that type of stuff. There are some really, really good books. So I'm starting all the way at the beginning, um, in the massive canon list, and we'll have an, an episode coming up here in the next couple of weeks, talking a little bit more about Star Wars, but I'm reading the Star Wars High Republic, the light of the Jedi written by Charles Soule. I think that's, it. That, that's what it is, but here's the key. Don't read the book. You got to listen to the book. You got to listen to the one by Mark Thompson and that's who who does the reading. He does all the voices. There is sound effects and animations and and you know ambient noises and the blasters and and the lightsabers and the ships flying around. It's almost like you're listening to the movie.
1: So uh and it, he does the voices too. How how uh, how adult is it?
0: I am I, I I I'm not yet all the way to the end. I'm just like a little bit I got a little bit more to go. Even then, I'm still very happy with it. It's very good. Um, it's very enjoyable. It's very great. Good storyline, and it's all these characters. They're all new characters, right there. because
1: right, it's all really early in the story. Yeah, it's way right at the beginning. It's way
0: at the High Republic, which happens way before the the movies of, of the original trilogy and even the the prequels. Um, it's way ahead of that um, earlier on. So this is like the Jedi's are at the peak. There's Jedi's everywhere. the The Empire is at, at its peak. I'm mean, not the Empire, but the high, the Republic is at its peak. And, you know, it's, it's really, really fun. The guy does all the, all the, all the voices for it. And that's really the key thing. He has a different voice for every single, and sometimes they had to like distort the voice because it's some weird character. I have not run into anything that I think my seven year old couldn't handle except that the story moves really quick at the beginning Right. and it's kind of hopping around but there's
1: there's no adult subject matter
0: not that I know noticed at all
1: yet uh, other than lightsaber violence
0: it, there hasn't even really been much lightsaber violence uh, right now it's really like at the beginning of the book is is this like you know race against time um it was really like reading i was actually reading it at first and then i hopped over because i finished another book that i hopped over to the audio version of it and i'm happy i did because it's the voices came through on the audiobook that I didn't realize what I was reading. Um, but it was really, really fast and fast paced. The first quarter of the book, because there's this like ongoing massive disaster that all these Jedi are trying to stop this, like ship came out of hyperspace at like and broke up into these pieces and coming through the solar system. And uh, they were, you know, some system, I think it was called the Hetzel system. And, Every piece of the ship was going at near the speed of light. So when it would impact like a moon, it would just obliterate the moon. So these Jedis were coming into the system and they were trying to, you know, with the force move these objects and and they're trying to save people. It was like this frantic first quarter of the book. It was a wild story. I, I wasn't even prepared for it when I first got into it. So it was really it was a really great hook. And now they're trying to figure out what's going on. And there's these bad guys and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Really, really enjoy it. But you got to do the listen to. I think it, I would say guaranteed, you know, it would be fine for eight and above. But I don't know if I'd go any lower than that. Maybe maybe even nine years old, somewhere in that range. I My daughter, I think she could handle it. But I think it would be a little too much for her. The book is about 14 hours long on the audio read, which equates to... Roughly like 350 pages, so 350-400 pages. So it might be a little bit long for her. Um, But I know her like Artemis Fowl books are like, you know, 10 hours long. So it's kind of in that range. So I think- Oh, yes.
1: There was a Artemis Fowl Holly kiss today oh on her God. audiobook. It was funny because she was like, Mom, I just have a few more minutes on my audiobook. Yeah. She would not put her headphones down. She was like doing everything around the house with the headphones. She was carrying the tablet it's with her in the headphones. Story, yeah. And I was like, What's going on there? She's like, There was a kiss. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> she okay. She's she, seven she, she, and, she's, okay. Yeah,
0: she's writing her story now with love seeing, you know, there's this Oh kiss. yes,
1: I had to help her spell Artemis, I love you <laughs> <laughs> this evening. Oh my god! Anyway, it, so it begins.
0: Uh, yes, I know. Uh, so anyway, Star Wars, the High Republic, and uh, the, the, the Artemis
1: Fowl book. We'll put we'll put a link we'll put them to both in whichever there. God,
0: she's doing. Hold on, give me one second. Beep pop, 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 pop. She is reading the Time Paradox right now, or listening to the Time Paradox, which I think is like book five or six or something. I know, she's all into it. She's all into it, but anyway, uh, Star Wars, The High Republic, Light of the Jedi, really, really good book. It's the first book, I think, in kind of an opening trilogy that sits at the beginning of the official canon of Star Wars. So that's kind of what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move my way all the way through. So I'm starting at the beginning, really, really good, but I really recommend you using the audiobook.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media, Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!